if you're somebody who's just starting out in photography, you know, you just picked up your first like Canon Rebel thing off Amazon. You have no idea. This is my first digital camera. Same. That's awesome. The Canon Rebel. Yeah, the XT. Nice. Advice for those people that are just starting out. I guess we can kind of start more broadly and, and whatever you normally advise, and then we'll go from there. I was, I was having this conversation with Lindsay uh, Adler about a week ago. And I was, you know, I go, I know what kind of a person I am in terms of how I work and, and how hard I work and X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. It's the same with her. She's an incredibly hardworking person. Yeah. And I go, you know, the path you took to get here today, would you take that path again? And if it's different, what, what would it look like? Like, so basically like, how do you talk to people who are coming up in today's world of photography as a real earnest path? Like what's the real direction? And she goes, well, I know how I work. And so I know what I would do, but it's not necessarily the advice that I would give to the average person. And so I think that's a really important aspect of this that people oftentimes overlook. Uh, which is everybody has a different set of expectations. Everybody defines success uh, in their own way. And everyone has a very different work ethic. So for example, uh, I teach several days a week and I've been doing it for 10 years uh, at this, at these, these schools. And I know myself as someone who, like professionally speaking, uh, I don't miss deadlines. Full stop. I don't. I don't miss deadlines. And so, if that means I have to forego a couple nights of sleep to to finish something, or I've got to cut other things, or say no to things, or not do things, I don't. I don't miss them. Uh, I've always had that mentality, and so no matter what, I will always deliver the thing, whether or not it's necessarily the best version of that thing in the time that I have is, is, is not necessarily always the case, right. um, but it's at least coming in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think what I have, what I see a lot is most people don't have that same uh, expectation of themselves. Many people will miss deadlines or be late or not hold true to, uh, a timing that they have to adhere to. And I see that all the time. Right. And for me, uh, I think one of the things that separates many successful people from others, and this is not, I mean, obviously the only the only characteristic of, of success, but if you're constantly late or constantly miss deadlines, people are going to go, maybe we don't, maybe we don't bring them back. And I think it's part of, setting expectations for yourself that aren't necessarily comfortable. And I think photography on the whole is a, it's an amazing uh, business. It is an amazing field to be able to, to work within. Uh, It is, it is a thing where you get to create, which is extraordinarily fulfilling and fun. Like I, I enjoy working. Um, and that's not to say that you have to enjoy your work. Work is hard and, and work can be frustrating. Like don't think because people, people go, Oh, if I'm not enjoying my work and I'm not finding joy in it, that I'm not good at it, or this isn't the thing for me, that's not always the case. 
even though as great as what we do is, it's not always fun or enjoyable, right? Yeah. And, but it's still at the end of the day, you get to make things. And there is, there is value in the experience of, of making things, whether or not it's easy or difficult, right? right. And you have right. to enjoy the, the, the end result, right? And so we're really lucky to be able to do that. And we get to eventually uh, make our hours. Um, we get to travel. We get to do cool things and meet interesting people. And if you're really, really lucky and really successful, uh, you can make a good living doing it. And so if it's that awesome, of course, it's not going to be easy to get to that point. It's yeah. hard. The hard. Whatever the hard that struggle job. is, it's hard. Yeah. It's easier for some people. It's harder for others. Yeah. You know, and we have to know that it's a struggle and we have to work through that struggle. Yeah. And, and I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with. It takes a long time. It takes longer than what anybody wants it to be. I was told when I was assisting and starting out that it would take me 10 years. It took me about that until I started to get, I guess, not, not scared that I wouldn't be able to pay my rent. I was at seven or eight years, yeah. you know, it takes that long. And I think that's something that people don't necessarily want, want to deal with and want to know with. And I get it. It sucks. Yeah. Um, it can suck. And you, you do what you can to, to make, make ends meet in those, in those, those hard times. But um, we're lucky that the speed at which things move nowadays, you can speed it up, uh, but you have to know where you, um, where you need to focus your, your energy, your time, time and effort in, yeah. in terms of the work that you create. And one of the most common misconceptions that I see as someone who teaches uh, mechanics and technique is that most people tend to, in the beginning, think that, and I was the same way, which is why I always say, avoid this, but, but uh, technique is not the thing that makes you a really good photographer. It makes you a competent photographer, not necessarily a good one. Like you, technique is like oh, learning how to write. So <laughs> yeah, technique is like learning how to write. Yeah. Um, just because you know how to write doesn't mean you're a good writer. Yeah. So it's it's all about voice and what you say. And and we we finally are getting enough people out there hammering that home, I think, that voice style viewpoint, they're the things that people are looking for. Yeah, it has to have like a tone of voice. It can't just be like, you know, like a, a well-exposed photograph or a properly executed shoot is sort of just like table stakes. It's like, what is the, what's sure. the angle? Like Chase Jarvis said that one time that, you know, yeah. most photography is just middle of the road, like bland. You know, yeah. how do you My phone can like, take a properly exposed picture. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, so, so what are you doing with it? What's your tone of voice? Um, and it's interesting because... In the early mid aughts, this is like a more recent thing that, that a lot of people I think can 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 register if, if we've been around. The early mid aughts, uh, technique and technical ability was 
drastically ramping up with what we could do. And, and Photoshop was taking off showing, hey, you can do whatever you want. Right. And so we kept ramping it up, ramping it up, ramping it up. That overuse of it became what we considered kind of in vogue or kind of considered the upper tier of it. Uh, and we saw we saw heavy uses of the technical things that could be implemented in photography as uh, the the significant stylistic elements that we would see in, in, in much of the photography of the day. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, we actually have seen a rejection of that. And so you see that there has been a huge uptick in the uh, the not trying photography. Yeah, you know where it seems a bit more raw and seems more candid and seems less stylized. That's not to say that there's not there's not places for all kinds of photography, but you've definitely seen a huge rise in that style of work um, in more recent years. And whether or not it's your thing, that's fine. It's okay to have opinion on art. But it's also important for anyone who's who's out there working to know what the current trends of things are. And, and there is very much a trend in the world of photography right now that is the, hey, we're not trying um, to look overly produced. Mm-hmm. It's meant to look more effortless because, you know, if we look at what the keywords are in ads and campaigns and stuff right now, what do you see? You see like genuine authenticity. Those are the things <laughs> that, that ad companies look for in their branding. Right. And so they're looking for that keyword within the style of photography. In my own experience, sometimes I feel like it's just better to just get out and just do it. Like I watched so many of your classes and so many of Lindsay's classes and it's like really exciting. And it's like, oh, I don't know if I could do this. And then I go into my garage and I think that there's a, a good amount in which you can learn and get like a, a good understanding of it. But then I go into like my garage and try it out. I'm like, oh, I could do this. So like watching and like getting inspired versus like actually setting up the softbox, moving it around, feathering the light and stuff like that. Do you think that there is is too much out there that, that creatives might be limiting themselves as opposed to just doing? Do you see that where people are just kind of overly watching things and not executing enough or, or yeah, of course. I mean, that's, that's always, so, so photography is a really wonderfully unique, uh, art form in that it has always, um, invited, uh, all different kinds of people from its earliest days. Sometimes they were artists. Uh, sometimes they were scientists. Sometimes they were tinkerers. Um, and so, and not only that, but in it's from its very inception, like photography, when they would travel around and you'd have those old timey photo booths and they were processing wet plates out of the back of these wagons. Uh, it wasn't even about necessarily even creating things that were artistic. They were creating, there was a commodity they had. And so there's always been within the DNA of photography itself, uh, this idea of art and commerce, which is why art and commerce as a, as an agency was always such a brilliant name because it was the perfect descriptor of what photography is, right? Art and commerce, right? And so it took several years within photography for photography to find any kind of an artistic voice. Um, and even its earliest artistic voices, uh, the pictorialist photographers, they were trying to, um, recreate things they saw in painting and impressionism. And you saw a lot of painterly techniques being incorporated. And it wasn't until another (laughs) 
couple of decades when you saw like the F64 club come around where they were like, hey, let's do what only photography can do. Let's make things sort of far front and focus. Let's capture the world as it is and it's most real. And let's do documentary and let's do the snapshot, the fleeting moment, something that is purely unique to photography. And that was when photography really kind of blossomed and took off as a way, uh, as its own kind of creative medium. Now, that being said, there has always been a huge technical component up until even relative, really recently uh, that went into photography. You had to be half scientist or half technician or half engineer to kind of make this stuff work to find exposure, to balance light, to develop your film or whatever. I, I love techie stuff. I love figuring things out and breaking things apart. Um, I love learning the craft of photography and the technique of photography. And I know there are a lot of people like me out there who like to learn about it and learn how to do things and learn the ins and outs of all these weird technical things. Yeah. Um, I love like doing weird experimentations with cameras and lenses and finding super unique ways to, to make an image. But, you know, for all that, you still have to get out there and put something in front of the camera and push the button Yeah. because like anything else, I mean, there's a bunch of armchair quarterbacks in, in photography who want to sit behind their keyboard and go, this is good. This is bad. Or yeah, this I'm is always like, this show me your book. Like, let's see your work. Like, put put a link. <laughs> you should have yeah, to like I'm... put a link below, like your commentary. There should be like, <sighs> like metadata in there about like your portfolio. <laughs> I mean, I I I know what you're saying. It was just you you don't you don't have to necessarily be a good photographer to give good photography critique. That's true. Yeah. Um, and a good photographer can give bad critique. Uh, you know, there are, there are people who have an interest in photography, but maybe weren't super amazing at it. And so they decided, Hey, I'm going to go be an art buyer. I'm going to be a photo editor. And they absolutely understand it. And they know what good is, Yeah, yeah but maybe terrible, their joy terrible. was around photography and not making images. Mm -hmm. So like these people are, are totally valid. I will say though, whenever somebody comes out and gives you a really harsh critique and they have good work, it hurts so much more. Oh. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It hurts so much more when, uh, when they're good. Like, yeah. I know the feeling I used to t take my portfolio to people. I really like respected and, and admired. And, and then they'd be like, Oh, like this, this you got, you got to redo everything. I was just like soul crushing, but also helped me to make some of the biggest strides I think in my totally. career. Totally. Yeah. I, I had, I had the same thing, which was, I went to portfolio reviews and, like I had people just rip me apart when I was feeling confident. I'm like, oh, I'm ready. And yeah. I'd bring it in and they're like, murp, 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 murp. And I'm like, Ugh. And you know they're right. And, then, the I, worst part. and then I changed it. And yeah. you know, they were right. It just you gotta you gotta have a thick skin. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think in today's culture, there's a, a big thing about like getting it out, like doing a shoot and like putting it out there and doing a shoot and putting it out there and getting mm -hmm. your name out there. I think that. It, and tell me if you think that this is right, that maybe what I should do for a while is just not put too much out and then just focus on experimenting. Because if you're, if you're doing something to make a quick output, you're going to uh, kind of stay. Where do you line up with all this? Is that a bad I mean, that's, idea? That is a great, that is a great question. It's a yeah. great question. Thank you. Um, because <laughs> I think it totally depends on, on the person. Yeah. 
Um, I think making work and showing, showing that work is one of the avenues that you need to take to get your work seen. But um, I'm also the kind of person where I don't share work that often. Yeah, I realize that. Um, I don't. Uh, I, I've, I'm sitting on a bunch of stuff. I had some big projects that I've I've put together recently, but it's not out yet, so I can't I can't do anything with it, uh, not yet. Um, but some people need to use it as a a motivator of growth, and sharing work gets you to grow. I think by and large, sharing it is better than not because you can always, you know. If the work isn't good later, you want to clean it up later. You can always tidy it up. Yeah. But, you know, at least in some way it holds you to account to just continue to produce. Yeah. Um, versus not, I mean, shooting work and then not, not doing anything with it. I mean, <laughs> just on a hard drive somewhere. What are you, yeah. what, are you <laughs> what are you, Vivian May? Are you going to be appreciated <laughs> 20 years after you're dead? Yeah, exactly. That's good. That makes me feel a little bit better about putting my uh my haphazard work out there. Yeah. No, it's it's so I mean, it's, it's so true though. 